0: Father, perhaps it's Your will today that I, I preach without notes, um, and I just praise You, Lord. I thank You for the for the riches of Your parables and 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 how they they tell us the stories of Your heart. Um, and I just pray today that, that that Your will be done, and that what I say is uh, Your words, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, Amen. So, um, yeah, when it came to choosing the parable. Um, I felt drawn towards uh, the parable of the lost coin, um, which has only got three verses. And so initially, knowing how I always overrun, I thought maybe God's given me three verses because I won't overrun with them. Um, but then then I found out, uh, you know, when I started looking into it, I could see how it sort of relates to the rest of the chapter. So we're just going to go for it. And I'm going to try and stick to 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. So let's start by, by reading the parable. So... <clears throat> Or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Does she not light a lamp, sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbours together and she says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. So, yeah, I, I, when I read this story, I love this. I, I love it because I can relate to the to the woman Um, I can feel her excitement when she finds the coin I can feel her anxiety when she realizes she's lost the coin I don't know if you know any of you have maybe lost a ring or something that that means a lot to you and you really really don't rest until you find it you're so anxious about where it is it sort of totally occupies you um and uh, you know I lost the stone to my engagement ring uh, about a month or two ago and it was horrible I felt I did find it luckily praise God I found it but um you just feel so Sick while it's missing, and you search everywhere. And so I could really feel for this woman who lights a lamp, she's sweeping the house and she searches searches and searches until she finds it she wouldn't have stopped she would have just kept searching until she she found this coin um and then when she finds it she's so excited you know that relief as the anxiety sort of disappears and you've found what you're looking for um what you're searching for and she's so so happy and rejoicing about it she calls all her friends and neighbors together and says rejoice with me and those those silver coins it says 10 silver coins um, and as far as I understand, they would have had a monetary value, just like if you uh, you lose an, an engagement ring or something, it has a monetary value, um, probably of, uh, roughly a, a couple of weeks wages. But, but more than that, it had that emotional value because uh, it was probably given to her, a set of 10 coins was given to people as a, as a wedding gift. Um, so it would have meant a lot to her as well. So it didn't just have a monetary value, it, it had a real emotional value. And Jesus says, in the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. So the angels in heaven are rejoicing with God when one sinner repents. um, So much more than that that, that lady who was looking for for her silver coins. Now that in itself is really encouraging. But when you look at the chapter as a whole and what comes before and after that parable, then you really see how much Jesus wants us to get this message. Because actually when, you, when I read that, um, those verses, eight to 10 just now, it starts with, or, or suppose a woman has 10 silver coins. So this is not the story in itself. And if we go back to the very beginning of, uh, let's have a look at the context of where this was And where it comes so the first verse of chapter 15 in luke says now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering round to hear him but the pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered this man welcomes sinners and eats with them so we got two groups of people there. we got the tax collectors and sinners. And it says they were all gathering around to hear him. I mean, how amazing is that, that all those people stopped what they were doing and they came and they were listening to Jesus and they would, they would have sort of told their, you know, their, their friends, people they knew that Jesus was talking and they all came there to hear what, what he had to say. And why was that? it was because he he ate with them he he spent time with them he would have laughed and joked with them he would have sat around and chatted to them he'd built relationships with them and and they were they were so sort of fascinated by this holy man who were spending time with them because they were the outcasts nobody nobody wanted the sinners or the tax collectors around Um, but they were all there to hear him and on the other side we've got the pharisees all holier than thou um, doing the right things saying the right things wearing the right things eating the right things but with these hardened hearts that didn't want anything to do with the sinners and the, and the tax collectors and, and really felt that they, you know, first of all, they thought they were better than Jesus anyway. But secondly, they just certainly didn't see why he was eating with them, why why Jesus was spending time with these people that everyone regarded as the lowest of the low. Um, and Jesus is there. He sees this. He sees the sinners and all those around him, listening to him, waiting to hear what he's going to say. And he sees the Pharisees there who are all just muttering about them and just being totally unloving and un, you know, uh, unpleasant about them. Um, and he goes straight in to the first parable. So before he tells the parable of the lost coin, he tells the parable of the lost sheep. And many of you might know that, but but Jesus says, there is. Um, supposing you have a hundred sheep and you lose one of them does the shepherd not leave the 99 he has and goes off and searches everywhere for the one sheep that's lost and then when he finds it he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and he goes home he calls his friends and neighbors and he says rejoice with me i have found my lost sheep can you see how similar that is to the lady that lost the coin? So he's, it's, it's an identical story, but in a different scenario. This time it's a man with sheep, and then it's a, a woman with her lost coin. But it's exactly the same thing. He searches and searches till he finds this sheep, and then he calls his friends and neighbors and says, rejoice with me. And then Jesus comes straight in with, I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who do not need to repent. So there's his message, the sinners and the tax collectors. I can tell you that Jesus is rejoicing, that that God is rejoicing, the angels are rejoicing. When you come to me, when you repent of your sin, when you turn around, when you come to me, I'm searching for you, come and join me. And so much more rejoicing than that over the 99 Pharisees at the side who don't feel they need to repent. They feel they're just too, too holy to, to need to be sorry for anything. So he has the parable of the lost sheep. He has the parable of the lost coin and straight after the parable of the lost coin, the, the first words that come over that is Jesus continued. So straight after those two parables, he then comes up with the parable of the lost son without a break. He's really hitting them with this message, boom, boom, boom. And we haven't got time to go into the whole of the parable of the lost son, but please read it when you get home. It's chapter 11 in Luke. But you may know the story, the parable of the lost son. There is a a man who has two sons and one of them asks for his inheritance early, which is a really rude thing to do. Um, So he asks for his money uh, and then he goes off and he spends it on wine, women and song, has a great time, does all the wrong things, loses it and basically becomes destitute. And when he is absolutely at the bottom of of everything you know has nothing to eat he's 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 got nowhere to live he then goes back to his father and and begs to be his father's servant so that and his but his father instead of just letting him be his servant and saying i told you so he welcomes him his back with open arms and gives him the finest robe and has this huge feast And there is much more to that parable, so please go home and read it. But there's another story. It's a story of um, slightly different to the first two parables, but still a story of mercy and forgiveness and compassion and love, telling us about God's love for for his people. So... There's a few messages there there for us. I mean, it it, uh, it it fascinates me the way Jesus has put it together. This isn't Luke taking those three parables and and sort of like knitting them together to sort of have an impact. These the way it's written, it's it suggests that that Jesus went straight in one after the other with these three stories because it was so important that this message was there for the people. He wanted to tell all the people there, the sinners, the tax collectors, those that thought they were outside the love of God, he wanted to say to them, this is so important. You've got to hear that I am searching for you and you are, you know, I will forgive you. Just come to me and repent and I will forgive you. It's a story of God's huge mercy and grace and compassion to those people. But it's also a message to the Pharisees. So. If we look at what we we can take from this today, if I look at my bullet points, um, yeah, first of all, most of all, if you only take one thing from this today, it's that no one is outside God's love. No one is outside God's love. No matter what you've done, no matter what sin you have, what past you have, God is searching for you. He's really searching for you. He wants to bring you back within his fold. Maybe maybe you have sort of moved away from faith and you're sort of just on the edge and wondering. Jesus is searching for you. He wants to bring you back. Um, because when we're lost, when we're the lost sheep, we're not safe, we're really vulnerable. The things of the world, the things that we can do ourselves, our money, our, um, uh, you know, our, our intelligence, all those things that we think make us safe, they don't. At the end of the day, the only thing that can protect us and keep us safe is the love of Jesus. And Jesus is saying, come to me. You know, he's searching for the lost sheep, he wants you to come back and, and he loves you. And, and there is nothing, nothing that you have done in your past which, is, which excludes you from that. It's, it's God's love and his grace and his mercy is infinite and it's unconditional. You don't have to do anything to earn it. You don't have to do anything to earn it at all. He just loves you. And, and that's what these parables are about. So that's the first message. The second message is actually, um, what's our motivation for how we serve God? And this was perhaps more emotive, uh, uh, the message that we get out of what Jesus was saying to the Pharisees. Do we feel that we can earn our place in God's kingdom? Do we feel that by doing the right things, saying the right things, eating the right things, looking the right way, um, you know, are, are we doing things to make us look good? Or are we doing things because we just want to serve God, because He loves us so much that we just want to love Him back? And we need to look at. Uh, at our motivation, and, and remember that the Pharisees, they were doing all the right things, but their hearts were hardened. They didn't have the heart of Jesus. And we need to, you know, we need to think about, are we loving ourselves? Do we think do things because we love ourselves and we want stuff for us, or are we doing things because we just love Jesus? So there's um, a thing for us to think about there. And lastly, and this isn't sort of explicitly mentioned uh, in this, but I, but but we can see by what Jesus is doing uh, in these parables and and this whole context of, of the way he was speaking um, we can see how much those people that were on the outside that the Pharisees didn't think had any chance of becoming part of the kingdom of God uh, we can see how they were fascinated by the way Jesus was by the love he showed to them the fact he was just part of their lives he went to their homes he ate with them he chatted to them he laughed with them he healed them um all those things they drew those people to find out about jesus and 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 so many of those people were saved and uh, we we need to take that on board and for that to be part of us you know we need, and and uh if we think of the and Andy has mentioned um the imagery of the double T, uh, where to be a T-shaped church, we, we need to be deep in unity, the 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 downward of the T. We need to be deep in unity, but we need to be wide in community. And we need to look at the model of what Jesus was doing in, uh, in this chapter and, and see how what the effect of how he was with those people. And we need to learn from that. We need to be jesus searching for the lost in the way we are in our communities with our friends with our families um, we need to be modeling how jesus was and we need to be part of god's search so um, if you you know if those things have touched you today if you feel you're on the outside and you really you know jesus is searching for you now and you really want to be back in the fold Please have prayer for that today. There are some lovely people who want to pray for you. If you're worried about your motivation, about you know, and you just want to pray that you won't be led into uh, being uh, d- doing doing things for the way it looks, or, or, or rather than just doing things for the pure love of God. Again, there's prayer available for you. And of course, if you want to get more involved in, uh, you want prayer for being able to be wide in community, to have that confidence to reach out. To, to the lost to the lost sheep again you'd be welcome to come to prayer uh, would the worship team like to come up please and i'm just going to pray for us um and and then I know you're going to you're going to play some response so heavenly father thank you for your for your word for your parables for the teaching from it thank you lord for this story of great mercy and grace. Thank you for your great compassion. Thank you that there's nothing that we can do that will exclude us from your love, Lord. But at the same time, there's nothing that we have to do uh, to be part of your love. You love us unconditionally, Heavenly Father, and we praise you for that. And we just pray, Lord, that we will will take these messages on board. We will become more Jesus-like and we will search and find the lost for you. In Jesus' name, amen.